Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are you all today? Hmm. Hope everybody is well. It's Sunday again. And uh, <clears throat> so Today's topic is um, how do we live in the present moment? I, yeah. Um, mm, how to live in the present moment? So, in a way, this is a very Zen, very Buddhist kind of uh, teaching yeah uh, in the Chinese tr tradition we say Huo Zai Dang Xia yeah so and the Buddha gave the teaching um, that uh, we should not um, we should not uh, hold on to the past we should not um, long for the future yeah um, so one interpretation is that uh, we should then live in the present um, <coughs> so but, but this this question itself or this statement itself there's actually a something very interesting about this yeah which is um, we are we are our existence itself um, so let's so to, to, to begin with let's look at the our current situation right yeah um, and then maybe we can look at um, what happened if we don't live in a present moment yeah and also why should we live in the present moment what's the benefit yeah and then perhaps we can look at how we could live in the present moment yeah so the um the truth is we only have the present moment isn't it <laughs> uh, uh, our very existence is defined by the present moment apart from the present moment um, there's no other moment that is available to us isn't it? Huh? You think about it? Is there any other moment that you can have access to? We can maybe, uh, so to speak, when we are lost in our thoughts, yeah, we think about the past, then in a way we are not in the moment. Yeah. But the truth is, that is our moment. You know? When you are lost in your thoughts, that process of being lost in the thoughts is your present moment. Yeah. So in which case then it means that uh, we cannot really be anywhere else except the present moment. 
But how about sometimes when we think about the future? Similarly, when you are thinking about the future, um, that moment where you are thinking about the future, that is your moment, your present moment. So then, what, what, what do we mean by not uh, living or living in a present moment? Uh, one way, one angle is that um, when we are not in touch with what is happening right now, where our mind is caught up in the past, yeah, that means, um, and we are not aware, yeah, and we are not even aware that our mind is in the past, then we are not in the present moment. If we are aware, then it means that we are aware that the present moment we are thinking about the past. And if we are thinking about the future and we are aware that we are thinking of the future, then we are also living in the present. Uh, except that at the moment we are thinking about the future. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, what are the what are the reasons why we should not live in the past? Um, so let's take a look. Uh. Maybe I can use the. Should I use the whiteboard? It's been a while since I write things. Uh. Um, maybe I can write down. Let's see. Let me get my board. Buddhist tradition or in the Buddhist text, the Buddha often described the past. Then he talked about then he highlighted the future and the present. Yeah. So we have past, future and present. So what happened when we think about the past? Uh, when we think about the past, we think about the past in terms of uh, 人, 事, 物. Yeah. When we think about the future, we also think in terms of 人, 事, 物. Isn't it? How about if it's the present? <laughs> I cannot see the box. Oh, sorry. Uh, there's a preview. I preview. I switched in the preview, but I never pushed live. Thanks. Thanks for letting me know. Otherwise, you are wondering what I'm writing. Yeah. So, we have. Uh, In fact, it's always Ren Shi So, but when, we, when it's the present, 
is it still about the Renshu? In a way, yes. Yeah. So then what's the difference? So when it is about the past Renshu, um, maybe it's something that is that give us a uh, we recollect Renshu. We are recollecting what are we recollecting actually? We are recollecting the past experience, isn't it? Yeah. We are merely recollecting the past experience of some Rensu. Can you all see the whiteboard now? I because I only see that you all say that you cannot see the whiteboard. Uh, don't know whether now you all can see. I hope you all can see it now. Um, so as we recollect the past experience, <coughs> we can say that that is a kind of uh, soul. So then it may be, it may be, ผู้ชมเลิศโซ่ผู้ขู่เลิศโซ่เนี่ยผู้ชมเลิศโซ่แล้วผู้ขู่ผู้เลิศอ๋อนอกนอกสเปซนะเดี๋ยวนี้ไ
if we allow it to fester and it intensify, then this can even lead to um, negative feelings towards uh, the people in the past, uh, towards events, and in turn towards those who we think uh, caused those events. Yeah. Or it could be um, objects that we experience yeah, that is unpleasant and uh, we may then in turn have negative feelings towards them. Yeah. And even more importantly is that we hold on to them as though it's really happening. Yeah. Um, so even though it's in the past, it's no longer happening, we may continue to suffer. We perpetuate that suffering. Yeah? And if left unchecked, that suffering can become very real. Oh. So maybe I should shift this around so that you all don't get confused. Huh? Uh, let me shift this somewhere. Let me shift this here. Yeah. And uh, let me make this a bit smaller. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I hope it's still legible. Hmm. So this is the past. Um, and for painful ones, we can become um, negative. We can also have uh, um, the aversion. We can have resentment. And if it's pleasant, we hold on to it and we may then um, uh, we may then regret losing it. Yeah. If it's in the past, it's no longer happening, we may then regret losing it again, become negative. Yeah. So this is one angle. Okay. Uh, if you hold on to it as though it's real, become attached to it. You are attached to the past, and then, but then ultimately, the past is already gone. So, then you may have aversion. Yeah. And towards those experiences, that is neither painful nor pleasant. What happened? Oh, I'm, I'm missing a P here. Towards those that is neither painful nor pleasant. Uh, we tend to actually be oblivious of them. Uh. Yeah. We don't think much about the past if it's neither painful nor pleasant. Yeah. We are ignorant of them. No. So, towards painful, we give rise to aversion. Towards pleasant, we have greed. Towards neither pleasant nor unpleasant, we have uh, ignorance. Yeah. We are ignorant of how it is. The truth is that towards all three we are ignorant. Yeah. And the last one, on top of that we have delusion. Yeah. 
we have ignorance and delusion on all three and then it gives rise to greed and aversion oh. let me just double check my page just suddenly bump out I don't know whether the video has got interrupted or not seems to be okay maybe so how about the future towards the future actually is very similar when it comes to uh, maybe I should explain uh, because there are some non-Chinese uh, uh, students attending the class so this is people Renshu is people events and things uh, so towards people, events and things uh, likewise even though it's in the future and it has not happened uh, but um, we can actually give rise to um, uh, we can feel towards them as strongly as what is happening also and similarly the experience of potential people that we may meet uh, events that may happen things that we may encounter can give rise to painful, pleasant neither painful nor pleasant experiences and towards those future experiences that is painful we may start to have fear yeah fear of what can happen worry of what that can happen uh, towards that which is potentially pleasant we may have uh, greed we may have craving for uh, and desire for them to happen and towards that which is neither painful nor pleasant we are ignorant of them we don't think about them yeah, we, we, have you ever think about the future in terms of mundane things like brushing your teeth tomorrow uh, when you daydream do you daydream about which is more likely for you to daydream about going for a tour I mean other than COVID-19 uh, imagine now COVID-19 is over yeah do you daydream about uh, do you daydream about going for a tour or do you daydream about brushing your teeth? <laughs> if you brush daydream about brushing your teeth then maybe a psychologist may want to talk to you uh, yeah, or a psychiatrist may want to talk to you yeah we usually daydream about things that is pleasant or we worry about things that is unpleasant yeah that which is neither painful nor pleasant we are oblivious of them mm. so let's look at this too um, why did the Buddha so 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 or rather this is why the Buddha advised us not to hold on to the past or look forward to the future or, or you know long for the future yeah uh, and it's because it can give rise to um, agitations in our mind leading to defilements in our mind uh, and 
directly affects the present. How does it affect us? It affects us negatively. Mm. So, hence the statement, live in the present. Yeah. But what's so wrong, I want to also explore what's so wrong about exploring the past. Uh, because if you think about it, uh, when the Buddha attained enlightenment, on the eve of his enlightenment, he was said to have recollected his past life. Isn't it? Yeah. So, remembering our past life is not a problem. In fact, it's part of the knowledges yeah, that an enlightened person uh, uh, is able to um, develop. So, what is the problem is not the knowledge of the past, but the biased um, perception of the past. Yeah, that we have selection bias. We we selectively remember certain things about the past. Yeah, we selectively remember certain things about the past. Think about it. Uh, when we meditate, just as we don't. Um, daydream about brushing our teeth in the future. How many of you, when you meditate, the and you have thoughts in your mind, yeah? How many of you have thoughts about you brushing your teeth in the morning? I don't. Huh? Any anyone? Let me see the comments. Uh, see whether any of you actually have such interesting daydream. Yeah. Uh, let me scroll down. Hmm. Uh, anybody? I, do, I doubt so. Uh. So why is that? Why is it the case? And yet at the same time, when we meditate or when we are not busy, we may sometimes think about um, what has happened in the past that is a one-off event. Yeah? Or it could be a recent occurrence of something. And yet among all the things that has occurred recently, it's only that few things that pop up in our mind. Yeah. If you go and observe and um, examine what comes up in our mind, whether in meditation or otherwise, you will notice that it is because it left an impression. Yeah, And it left an impression because it is either painful or pleasant. Painful enough, it is strong enough to be called painful, or strong enough to be called pleasant. <laughs> now this reminds me of an incident recently, and similarly, it left an impression. So um, there was a student who brought her nephew <laughs> to come and see me. Yeah, if if that student is watching, let me see whether that student is watching. I don't know. Uh, if that student is watching, uh, it'd be quite interesting, uh, because. Um, as I was sharing, um, sharing about meditation and about the Dharma to the family members, the the this student's nephew, uh, he passed an interesting comment. Yeah, it's a pity that after that he, he, uh, he took it wrongly. Yeah, um, and he 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 just left instead of uh, continuing the conversation. So he, he passed a comment to his auntie that 
um, that we don't need a Buddhist monk to, to tell us about psychology. Yeah. Uh, so I thought this is re really interesting because uh, the thing is, the Buddhist teaching on the workings of the mind predates psychology by 2,000 over years. In fact, Western philosophy itself um, examines, uh, for, develop early forms of examination of the mind as well. Um, the difference is that Buddhism describes the workings of the mind to, uh, to, to such degree that um, some would say that modern psychology is only starting to scrape the surface, um, touch the surface uh, only in recent times. Um, as we stand, uh, both neuroscience, uh, psycho psychologies, psychology and psychiatry has, uh, has found um, and affirmed several of these uh, teachings that is found in Buddhism. Yeah, so I, I mean, it just come to mind that as we are talking about this, that statement, you know, or recollection of the past. Yeah. So nothing wrong with recollecting the past. And the Buddha did recollect the past. The difference is that um, he don't suffer from that kind of selection bias. He recall everything clearly. And he, he see, because he recollect everything so clearly, um, he doesn't have any ignorance about whatever that has happened. And there's no delusion about the way they are. The... And what is the ignorance and the delusion? It is the ignorance that all the experiences are impermanent. Now when we sit down and we logically think about it, we all know that it's impermanent. But we may not fully appreciate or um, connect with the implication of what it means by impermanence. So, so an exercise that I sometimes ask students to do, which is then linked to how can we live in the present moment is this. Uh, we can start off when we meditate to, uh, and, and if let's say certain thoughts arise in us, we can observe and reflect yeah, and consider uh, whatever that comes up in our mind, first of all, is either about the past or the future or our own uh, our own uh, musings about the present. And the moment we describe the present, it has already passed. You know what I mean? Yeah, the moment we describe something, it has already passed. So our description is always sort of out of date, <laughs> always outdated. So then, so what? So, um, Two things. The first is to uh, when we are meditating and we and something uh, about the past come up in our mind, to um, to ask ourselves if it's in the past. By definition, it means that it is no longer happening, isn't it? If it's still happening, it's not in the past. Terrible. Now, so if it's not happening anymore, if it's in the past, what else does it mean? It means that uh, it no longer exists. It doesn't exist anymore. 
Yeah, it no longer exists. And if it no longer exists, then why are we allowing ourselves to be tormented over it? If it's something painful, yeah, it, it was painful, it happened before, then um, maybe we should recognize it for what it is. Yeah, That yes, a painful experience did occur. We're not trying to deny our experience of the past. We're not trying to whitewash it and put it aside and just forget about it. Yeah, As some people say, forgive and forget. I don't believe in that. <laughs> I believe in forgive but don't forget yeah because if you don't forget and yet you forgive that is true forgiveness if you forgive only because you forgot about it then what if you remember will you still forgive you know uh, so recognize that the past no longer exists uh, then we it may help us to not beat ourselves because each time we recollect the past and suffer over it this is what the Buddha described as the second dart the second arrow the first arrow is our pain, painful experience that we had already the sec second one is referring to the subsequent mental suffering that we have that we give ourselves yeah so it is like the dog poo description I gave people. Yeah. How people manage to throw dog poo at us or stuff it in our mouth, that's another issue. Yeah. The important issue is to clean ourselves. Yeah. If instead of cleaning ourselves we were to take a piece of cloth, yeah, imagine there's dog poo and you take a piece of cloth and then we clean it up. And after cleaning, you wrap it up, yeah, and then you keep it. <laughs> and when you are free, you take it out and you smell again. Uh, that will be the definition of lunacy, isn't it? Mm. Uh, but we sometimes, uh, sometimes, sometimes we we may unwittingly act a bit crazy, huh? <laughs> so how about the future? Going towards the future is the same thing. Yeah. So likewise, sometimes when we meditate, we may find ourselves wandering off thinking about the future. It doesn't have to be future in terms of future life or like next year. It can be as recent as tomorrow. Recent as recent as oh, what to do after the meditation. Yeah. Or what is going to happen in after the meditation. Um, so similarly, if it hasn't happened, it hasn't happened. And it doesn't have exist. That's why it's called the future. Future don't exist. Now, there are some schools in the Buddhist tradition that asserts that past, future and present all exist. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have a very um, very rich set of uh, explanation why that is the case. Yeah. Uh, that's another Dhamma talk, <laughs> which I think maybe some of you may be interested. Yeah, uh, but for for a start, consider this: uh, whatever that is to happen in the future, is it happening now? If it's happening now, then it's the present. Yeah, then it's not the future. 
So by definition again, the future is something that has not happened yet. Yeah. Or has not happened yet. So uh so Xue Jin uh, mentioned even the present is not so good, it is still good. So far so good. Good to good to be alive now. Yeah, true. Uh, especially this year. I think this year is a good lesson for all of us. It's a hard lesson that is forced upon all of us. But perhaps it's a good wake-up call. Uh. Yeah. I, I see a lot of people posting things like they have a lot of plans for the new year. And then with COVID-19, all the plans are cancelled. And they only have one plan, stay alive. <laughs> yeah. But I think COVID-19 in Singapore is becoming under control. And so I see that people are starting to forget the lesson very quickly. Yeah, We are starting to, uh, likewise, uh, uh, go beyond that. Uh. Yeah. So how to strike a balance? Yeah, that's the tricky part. So back to the meditation. When we're meditating, we can use that as a, as a tool. Yeah. When thoughts arise, you observe, is it about the past or the future? Yeah. Let's deal with these two first. Huh? And to remind ourselves, whatever is past has happened, don't exist currently. Whatever is in the future hasn't happened, don't exist in the present as well. Yeah. So, but interestingly, we can get very affected by that which is not happening currently. Yeah. So we need to train ourselves. We need to learn, <coughs> relearn how we should respond to these events. Now bear in mind, recognizing that past events don't exist anymore is not about forgetting the past lessons. It's about remembering the lessons but knowing that it no longer happened now. So it shouldn't affect us again. <coughs> Should we then take not should we not take preventive measures so that it doesn't happen again in the future? We should. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. After all, part of the Buddhist practice is to make a firm conviction not to repeat past wrong in the future. Yeah. What is um, what is incapacitating is if we allow our our remorse about the past to affect our future such that we are so fearful of the future that we are not capable of um, exploring potential futures that we only see the past in the future you, you understand? let me repeat uh. if we are so affected by the past negative past that it colors our future such that we only see the past in the future <clears throat> then people that we encounter even though the people that we, we will encounter in the future may be very different from people that we encountered in the past we may not give these people a chance or we don't give ourselves a chance to experience the new people in the future we will always color them if we are stuck in the past you know uh, so <clears throat> similarly if we were to uh, 
if we were to just project all our our craving so strongly into the future, we may forget about the lessons in the past and then repeat the same mistakes again. <laughs> yeah. Now, so a bit more about how to do that. When I thought about the statement, the, the, the topic itself, actually I was a bit apprehensive. Yeah. So I, I changed it to living in the present moment. Because the topic originally was how to live in the present moment. And when I think about it, I was like, wow, <laughs> am I the best person to teach people how to do that? Yeah. I, I, to be very honest, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, you know. <laughs> uh, for some of you, it may come across as a very strange statement. Those who have been attending my class, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm not a very enlightened monk. So I thought, wow, to ask me to tell, to teach people or share with people how to do it may be a bit tricky. Yeah. Uh, all I can say is uh, how, what, what works for me sometimes. Uh, and so what worked for me is what I described earlier, that you start with your meditative practices yeah, um, and get familiar with that. And then in your day-to-day, uh, an exercise that I ask students to try is um, beyond the daily meditation that you do uh, to, to just check our mind, yeah? check our present mind and body, if you will, uh, throughout the whole day. Especially when you are changing, having a change in activities. Yeah? So let's say now you are watching the YouTube or watching the Facebook, then uh, later on, when we finish, you want to stand up and go to the toilet or go to the kitchen. Yeah. Before you, as you are standing up, just take note. Take note of what is in your mind. What are you thinking about? Yeah. Um, and ask yourself, is what you are thinking about, about the past, future or present? Is it related to what you are doing now or what you are about to do? Yeah. Are just a few simple questions. It can help you to get grounded and to be to be aware whether your mind has drifted away. Oh, there are many ways to achieve the same results. Also, oh, this is one approach. Uh, the last thing I want to share is what I just shared in the morning about how many times we are caught up with things in our mind. Yeah, but at the same time, if we say, oh, let's drop everything and live in the present, we may have the fear that we will forget about things that we need to do, responsibilities yeah, that we, we, we have. So um, how can we strike a balance? <clears throat> so th there's, this, uh, there's this set of questions that I ask people to consider. Yeah? So um, in the past, I have two, two questions. Yeah? Uh, today I add one more question. <laughs> yeah, uh, the first question is, yeah, is it important? Yeah. So if it's not important, then you don't have to think. You you shouldn't waste your time. Uh. Yeah. But many times the fact that the 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 matter is in your mind, it is because you feel that it's important. 
other people may not think that it's important, that's their business. Yeah. So one thing I learned over the years is I, I don't tell people whether something is important or not. Because whatever I say is my perception, is my opinion. If they ask me for my opinion, I can share with them. But they will have their own opinion about things. And that opinion, there's no reason why I should change that opinion. If they think it's important, it's important. Huh? Because how do I know that it's, it's not important? Yeah, Maybe objectively it's not important, but subjectively it's important to them. And that's what matters. In what sense? That's what matters because that will that is what will define the way they relate to it. If we if we perceive something as being important, then it doesn't matter whether it is truly important or not. Because it will shape the way we relate to it. Just as when we look at our our children, our niece and nephew, the way they relate to Instagram, to TikTok or to Roblox, to computer games, handphone, to chats. Um, we may look at it and say, this is not the most important thing now, you must focus on your studies. But the trouble is, they perceive it as more important. And because of that, they are going to relate to it in a certain way. Now, if you can help them see it otherwise, that's good. But if you can't, then how? Then how? Uh, so, I, I, I've come to realize that <clears throat> one of the toughest things to do is change people's perception. Yeah. And to begin with, there are reasons why they perceive it as important. You know, who am I to come in to tell them that, no, your perception is wrong. <laughs> so then, wh what is the next best thing? Next best thing is to ask yourself the next two questions. The first question is, well, okay, if it's important, is there something that you can do about it? And if so, uh, are you able to do something about it? Okay. So this second question is about your capability, ability to, to deal with the situation. Because if you, if you don't have the ability currently, then spending more time on it, <laughs> unless you can spend some time to improve your capability and then you can deal with it you know fine and good but if not then worrying about it last I checked worrying doesn't improve our capability in fact it incapacitates us yeah, so the second question is do we have the ability to solve it and many times I realize our incapacity is failing to see that we may not be the best person to deal with it maybe some other people are more capable, are more suitable to deal with the problem that is important to us. Now, if, if it's something important, if it's something that we can deal with, we have to still ask a third question, which is, uh, is it something that we, we need to deal with it now? Uh, two and three is very similar, but number three is about whether it warrants for it to be dealt with now now oh. second number two is about our ability to deal with it third is about whether we need to deal with it now oh. third is about time about chronology about sequence 
yeah so only if it's important and you are, have the ability to deal with it and the the sub subject matter needs to be dealt with now if you say yes to all three then go and deal with it if not if it's not important or you are not able to deal with it or you don't have to deal with it now then maybe you want to write it down yeah uh, and put it as a to-do list uh, then you can be present with whatever you are doing now so that is another angle uh, which is whether it's important whether you are able to do it and also whether you have to do it now with respect to the present moment uh, with respect to the present moment whatever you are doing presently as compared to what is on your mind yeah, do a comparison now there's no clear-cut right answer for every scenario okay <laughs> uh, but uh, I hope these questions can help us to um, manage yeah, whatever comes to mind and perhaps in this way then we can um, not drift off at the drop of the head a message come in wow, then we are gone yeah, a thought come in sometimes the message is through our handphone sometimes it's in our mind a message appear in our mind then, then we run off we veer off and by the time we finish we come back we forgot what we, are, we were trying to do or sometimes the first thought come we go off halfway through a second thought come we go off third thought come we go off and by the time it's number 24 thoughts we also forgot what the first thought is or what we are doing at the first place yeah then we may leave a lot of things half done uh. and to me that is the big problem uh. so with that uh, I want to wrap up for the day mm. checking yes so being remember correctly <laughs> Yes, I mentioned this during the retreat. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the toilet is something that you are able to do it now and you need to do it now and it's important because if you don't go then you may pee in the, in the meditation hall. So you should just stand up, bow and then go to the toilet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, hmm. this week is the 6th next week next week let's have a AMA yeah because we have not had an AMA for a while ask me anything uh, so those of you who have questions uh, feel free to write down into the comments we are we have over short time because earlier I took a bit longer to start up uh, and then I need to have a, I need to leave, give my, my machine a break also because I realize if it runs for too long halfway through it sometimes hang uh, so I need to restart the machine a bit oh. so uh, keep the questions coming if you have questions uh, feel free to post onto the comments ah okay uh, let me just uh, try to read one of the comments 
Hui Wen says, how can we plan objectively for the future without getting caught up in the emotions like excitement? Thank you. And no, I don't daydream about brushing teeth. Good. Then you don't have to see me after this for counselling. <laughs> yeah. So how do, can we plan, plan objectively? I think maybe if you can try the three questions for a start. Oh, uh, that can perhaps help you to prioritise. Okay. And with that, let's do dedication. Yuan Xiao San Zhang Chu Fan Nao. Yuan De Zi Hui Zhen Ming Liao. Pu Yuan Zui Zhang Xi Xiao Chu. Shi Shi Chang Xing Pu Sha Dao. Amitofo. Qi Li.